Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shed house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out Uh, have y'all watched the Sly doc yet? Sly and the Family no. Stone? No, Sylvester Stallone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought Sly, too. I was like, oh, well, cool. I was, I was looking for something to watch after the Bam game the other night, and it was like Sly, a documentary. And I had watched the Arnold one, and I, and I enjoyed it because, I mean, those guys were in – I didn't miss a movie from probably 1988 to probably – too late probably like 2000 like i'm pretty sure i saw like arnold in some like end of days type movie in like 2000 was like i'm still in even though the rest of the country left behind but were y'all not the same like fanatics of arnold and stallone growing up sure i mean i've probably seen all the stallone movies i don't know i guess arnold fell off a little bit but no i mean i've seen most of the good ones i was born in 87 so no, not really. I didn't see Terminator Wait. till like 2017, 2018. What? Yeah, so wow. I was like, That's okay. Yeah, I get it. Like, I get it, but also. Okay. Yeah, right. Wait, did you see Kindergarten Cop? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Boys <laughs> have a penis and girls have a vagina. Fun fact, Miko Hughes, the, that actor, that kid. Yeah. He went yeah. through Second City with me out here. No, oh, yeah, or I went through Second City with him. We should probably say he's the kid from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> then he was in Full House for a while. Oh, that's right. Yeah, never seen Pet Cemetery. Oh, you haven't? No, really? Not a big horror movie guy. Pet Cemetery was a good one. That still haunts me. I'm too, too a scared. Yeah. Let so let's just let's just end it with this: Sly or Arnold? Neil. Sly. Billy. Arnold. It's close, but Fight. just. Rocky and Rambo, I gotta go with Sly. Just the Arnold yeah. probably like has more because Stallone basically just has those two franchises, which is a lot. But Arnold has a bunch of other like True Lies is great. Mm-hmm. I love Last Action Hero, even though but you can't compare those at like, all to end. Rocky. Yeah, uh, that, I mean Terminator, you can Terminators and True Lies are sure. great fucking movies. I was talking about the person. I didn't know movies <laughs> like I was talking <laughs> catalog. Oh, their catalog. I mean, it is tough, but again, it's hard to go against Rocky and the original Rambo. But then Predator is God, it's good. Predator, Kindergarten Cop, Conan, the Twins, Barbarian. Twins, Junior. Yeah, I mean, he made some good ones. Red Sonia, Jingle All the Way, dude. Um, yeah, Arnold. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say this: if you watch the docs, as a person, obviously Arnold. He's like yeah. a, a world. He's like a global. He's director. awesome. He's not, he, yeah. Okay. Well, it, it it's funny I asked that question because also this week we have a question from the Asshole, which we don't have music for and have not uh, dipped our hands into in a while. So similar uh, type question, but this week we have a question from. Uh, let's see. Let me. 
Yeah, dip your hand in the asshole. (laughs) Dip it. God. Scrounge around in the asshole for a little bit. See what I can find. Check the oil. (laughs) That question stinks. So this question is from Steve in Montana. And Steve Steve asks, uh, apropos, I'm pulling this out because it's apropos tonight. Uh, if you're going to go with a guitar player uh, that replaced Dwayne Allman eventually in the Allman Brothers or took his parts, would you go with Warren Haynes or Derek Trucks? Mm. I, I mean, that's like, it's like choosing between Taco Bell and Wendy's. You know, you can't go wrong <laughs> either way. Uh, but I think because of the, and I know Warren does play a mean slide guitar i think derek's uh slide for me beats warren i think derek uh the way his fingers <laughs> work he kind of his fingers almost <laughs> sometimes look like he's playing a bass his right hand uh oh, yeah, yeah. The way because he doesn't use a pick he yeah rakes it. yeah and I, I i i've seen both of them multiple times and uh i think i do have to go with derek especially because derek what it was like he's like a phenom he started playing yeah. professionally before he was even a teenager so i i just got to go with derek personally but i love warren all right all right neil i'm gonna go next and then i'll and then i'll send it to you i i think song wise haynes is better i like mm. more government mule songs than i like tedeschi trucks band I, I i do think trucks is a better guitar like you said he's a phenom but sometimes I feel like a phenom versus somebody who's just like all soul. I'm just gonna take the all soul guy every mm. single time, and I, I so that's why I go with Haynes. No, of course, I'm not shitting on Derek Trucks at all. Right, N- Neil, what you got? Tiebreaker. Uh, is it two words or one word? Soul shine. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you, Josh. Um, just the songs he has. I mean, Soul Shine is a great Allman Brothers song. That was his. Yeah. As you mentioned, I mean, Derek Trucks is definitely the more phenomenal guitar player he can do things that no one else can do and warren gets there as well but i go with warren because of just he really did take the mantle he was more actually an official almond brother and are you saying he wasn't a nepo baby almond brother (laughs) yeah yeah that's exactly and just yeah government mule like the edge some of their songs are just fantastic and uh they just—they were a really cool three-piece rock band, or I guess they still are. I haven't heard them playing in a while, but I, yeah, I haven't even seen if they were like them on tour or anything. I once saw them at the Tennessee Theater in Knoxville. It was a pretty great show. It was amazing. Tennessee Theater, yeah, I've seen them a few times, and it was—it was excellent. Uh, okay, so on on the back of that, we'll also revisit another thing that we haven't done in a while. It's something Billy that we call Mary Booth Kill. Uh, because this is kid friendly, we don't like to say the word fuck, so we say booth instead. Wait, you um, just said it. Yeah. <laughs> booth? Yeah, you, you're catching on. Booth. Mary, booth, kill. Now, I know I told y'all this was going to be something, but I, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to throw something at you. Oh, I, I tried to pick like the three like poppiest Almond Brothers songs. So, Mary, booth, kill, Ramblin' Man. Uh, Melissa and Jessica. So Neil, why don't you start us there? Mm. Mary Booth Kill, Rambla Man, Melissa. Okay. Gonna marry Midnight Jessica. Rider. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to do. 
That's not a pop doll. <laughs> okay. Um, Mary. Oh, God. What am I going to kill? Okay. I'll, I'll kill Jessica. I'll marry <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> and uh, I'll fuck Ramblin' Man. You'll what? Ramblin' Man? I'll boof him. I'll boof him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Go take Ramble Man out for a nice, nice, nice boof mm-hmm. on a on a Tuesday night. Uh, <laughs> Billy, what what about you? What, what do you think? I'm gonna marry Jessica. Shout out Dickie Betts. I am going to boof Ramblin' Man, and I'm gonna kill Melissa. Even though it is, oh, wow, it's one of my favorite songs to play. Um, the acoustic yeah. guitar, it's really fun, really easy. But uh, I mean, Ramble Man and Jessica, out of those three, I think it's easy. Jessica is just who Jessica gets me going. You know, I want to marry her, and then uh, Ramble Man, I'll, you know, I'll marry. <laughs> love is love. Love wins. Jessica's got that like that great Almond Brothers feeling of it's like the the poppier blue sky uh, the shorter mm. more better package like blue sky to listen mm-hmm. to but i've heard jessica so much in my life that i'm gonna kill it because mm. uh, that was probably i would say the most played no you know what no i've heard rambler man more i'm i'm mm. killing rambler don't man. do it don't uh, do it how I'm can you do it. that killing it uh <laughs> <laughs> just i don't i don't need to hear it ever again i could probably hear jessica again i am going to Fuck Jessica and Mary Melissa, yeah. That's what nice. happened to using the term boof? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to boof Jessica. Just a proper boofing. <laughs> and then, um, and <laughs> boof is worse than, than that movie Road Trip. He's like, I boinked her. They're like, what? You boinked her? <laughs> boof is worse. Road Trip. Road, road trip has a oh, road trip. I thought you I thought you said Roadhouse. No, road <laughs> like, not the other great movie, but no road trip. DJ Qualls, right? <laughs> DJ Qualls. Okay, well, on that note, shout out DJ Qualls, <laughs> and uh, you were listening to Body Day Rock and Roll too. And this week we're we're diving into the world of the Almond Brothers because this week we are uh, talking about the Tedeschi Trucks band Midnight in Harlem from the 2011 album Revelator. Written by Mike Madison and Derek Trucks, and produced by Jim Scott and Derek Trucks, and released on Sony. Well, I came to the city. I was running. I want to talk about it. It's one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite bands. I think deep down in my core, my favorite type of music is blues music. Um, if if I hear some awesome blues riff, I just get that like stank face. I'm like, oh, yes, keep playing for me. <laughs> I mean, I just I love it. It, it. It'll it'll catch me in the middle of something. And this song, I first heard it. I first heard it live at Outside Lands um, back in oh, like nice. 2015, I want to say 2014, 2015. Uh, and it was incredible. Um, and I most recently heard it at the Ryman Theater, and it's just so smooth. It is just such an easy, nice song to listen to. I feel like yeah. most people who enjoy good music could sit down and make it through this entire song without wanting mm-hmm. to change it. 
I, I, I just think Susan's voice, I mean, this is more about the band, but Susan's voice is so smooth. Uh, I think it goes well with Derek's kind of raspy guitar playing, if you will. And I, I feel like Susan does a great job of singing soulfully without pushing if if that yeah. makes sense absolutely it's it's kind of a perfect song for my music preference which is why i wanted to talk about it nice yeah she's definitely um not show offy mm-hmm. which is i i like mm-hmm. that like if you can't if you can't go there don't don't right. try i think i'd heard this song before but it had been a long time i definitely listened to this album when it came out a few times uh back in 2011 it's it's got like that classic sound and the the melody is very familiar. It's like very comfortable. Like I'm not saying that I've ever heard it before, but you hear it and you're like, oh yeah, I've mm-hmm. heard this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know where, but at some point I've heard it. It's funny. I was I was trying to think. Like you don't really hear a lot of f- good female vocalists with like really gr- exceptional guitar players that are in a band that complement each other like this. There's just not that mm-hmm. many that I know of. Um, I think like Delaney and Bramlett from the sixties is one, like a random one that you could think of. And it's funny, like you said, Billy, I mean, it's, it's, it's a blues song. So it's not really something that today is going to connect with the masses, but it's, it's just, it's high quality playing and songwriting. And I think like song wise, I don't know if it's like, cause it's just a, this really fantastic groove. Mm-hmm. on the on the chords that he's playing so it, it almost is like more of a background song to mm. me like you said it's this is like at like 100 percent festival rock where like you're walking around and you're just like oh yeah this is great this is just like in the sun like probably in the south yeah i mean it's it really comes down to his playing and that groove they create mm-hmm. on the on these chords it's just really like you said smooth really nice mm-hmm. yeah yeah, um, Billy, I'm so happy you picked this song and you love this band so much. I mean, I just, um, someone's got to carry the torch. I just don't know many people that are this into them, which I really appreciate. I know, and I, I'm and surprised just, by that too. Yeah, I mean, they're they're fucking great. And Derek Trucks is one of my heroes for sure. And it's funny, uh, so you picked this song, Billy, and then you texted us asking me if I had a good uh, Derek Trucks impression. Yeah. Which was kind of a loaded question for me because I was like, oh, God, that's the... Yes, of course, but no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, have I, to get, I have to give you props. You did respond with, I spent my whole life trying. Yes. Responded which, with a lyric from the song I, we're doing. I love that. You, yeah, no, it was perfect because you texted that. I was walking the dog listening to the song like, how do I answer this and let him know how good of a question that, that is? And I'm happy you picked this song and then i was i heard that line i was like boom there it is fired it off (laughs) so i wasn't too familiar with this song like i've definitely heard along the way i listen to their stuff but i mean i consider myself a super fan of Derek trucks and i I just don't listen enough Mm. so i think you've inspired me to get back in there bill which is great and i love trucks because like when i was listening to this song it's kind of like he does stuff and as guitar players you're like Oh, you can do that? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you can, like, because it's just, it's so out there. It's so unique. Wait, wait he, can you expand on that just a little? Like, yes. what do you mean? Mostly it's the way he plays all the microtones. You know, it's not just ba da 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 da. It's ba You know, like, uh, and, and, but so smooth. He's not just, he kind of, it's, it's it. almost like it's shaking a little bit, but it's not. 
Yeah, and it's it's kind of like Indian music with the microtones. Like Indian music has more than the twelve notes. Mm, so you know what I mean? Yeah. It has all those in betweens, and just I mean he's he's got a perfect oh, yeah. delivery tone, um, and it's just really good stuff. I mean I love the whole band, but I'm really in it for trucks. And it's funny, Billy. Uh, I almost look at it like Tedeschi is a little more rough around the edges, and Derek's the smooth one. He, she's a little more raspy, and he's Interesting. nice and smooth. I would I would agree with that. Just because his guitar, his tone is so smooth. Like his tone is so clean. Like, huh. It is, and, but and there's he can, not he a can miss get note. Super nasty, but he it's so smooth and nasty. Yeah, true. But it's not it's not a lot of like noise. You know, like a lot of guys, I think on his level, like you think Jack White, even like you know, whatever Hendrix is above everyone, blah blah blah. Even Page to a certain extent. Clapton not as much, but they just really like to get noisy. And from what I've heard of trucks, well, yeah, I, think I haven't heard that live, much noise. I think he's a little, I've seen him a little more multiple raucous. times yeah. with the Allman Brothers, you know, with the Derek Trucks band. I don't think I've ever seen Tedeschi trucks though. Yeah, it is a little polished. I, I almost wish he made a little more noise and was a little more just kind of out front. Well, that's. A, I think this song really ex- accentuates like their the kind of push pull between them. Um, although, again, I I do I like her voice is fine. Uh, the vocal is good. It's solid. It's what you would want. But his playing is on a level up here mm. that's above good and solid. It, it, you know, so there yeah. there is. I mean, that is the standout in the band. Yeah, certainly. I mean, when I was listening to this, I was like, you could teach these riffs in class as like a type of music. You know? yeah, that's they're wild. Just, they're so good. <laughs> yeah. They're just clat. Like he's he's playing riffs that no one's ever played before, but they sound like perfected riffs that already existed. Hmm. And, he, and he's being propped up by like, I mean, there's so many people playing. <laughs> there's so much going on behind him. I mean, you have a horn section, you have backup singers, you have her you have so many guitars you have the keys that are very prominent in this the rhythm section it's it's really like this um kind of bed of sound underneath his exceptional genius Mm -hmm. uh with the instrument and you know the one thing that i just love about this song i think the thing i love the most about this song is just how much they dig into this (laughs) this this melody Mm -hmm. which is really simple and I know, and Neil, you can maybe expand on this. I mean, it's basically just with one and the four and with variations of each. And it just flows. So, I mean, like I could listen to this groove for a long time. It's, it's that nice. It's, it's, it's variations. It's more complicated a little bit. I mean, it's E and A or whatever key you're in, one and four. Um, but it's like the boom, 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 boom. And like there's notes and there's, there's kind of different chords going through there. It's. It's not quite as simple as those basic chords, but you can break it down to that. I mean, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is more of like, like if you, if you, if I look at the song, I mean, it's his guitar playing and that that those that chord which just flows so nicely. That collection of variations or whatever the the mm-hmm. feel like I've heard that in hundreds of songs. But when I was trying to think of it the last two days, I'm like, I can't think of a single song that does that as good as this. To where I can just kind of sit well, in it, which they yeah. do, and they 
it, it's just so simple. It's just one, two, three, two. Yeah. One, two. <laughs> yeah, I know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it kind of it kind of waves back and forth. I mean, it, it's again, definitely yeah. Not not to just I'll probably harp on the the festival rock thing in the in this episode, but it, it really is just like perfect. You know, just sitting in a in a field having a beer or or smoking a joint and just rocking back and like side mm-hmm. to side. I definitely and just kind of zoning out. You know, it feels and like his the, guitar allows you to zone out. Really, yeah, it feels like the perfect thing that like like a band or like these guys are good musicians that are kind of southern southern rock. This is what you just play if you just were jamming. No one knew what to play. Like mm-hmm. here, let's just this just sounds like a groove you just kind of fall into, and it's just like, damn, that's nice. Let's let's play that for a half hour. Yeah. Exactly, and and that that's what I was, I was thinking, Neil, because we talk about it all the time, Billy. Where like, so, sometimes you get a song with a groove like this, or like a, a progression like this, and you're like, God, this is so good. And then you're like, but we have to do something else to break this up. And what they do, I mean, they don't like they really just go to the four and and the one, and they throw a three in there for the chorus because the chorus is not that special. I mean, it, it's cool how they do the the vocals to make it a little more interesting, right. you know, where you have the the harmonies and the are kind of take over the lead and she's kind of responding to them, which is really a, a, a cool idea that you don't find in a lot of songs, but they don't that the groove is so nice. They're like, "What can we do that doesn't break it up?" It's so comfortable. It is such a comfortable yeah. song. Like you said, you can just sit into it. It's amazing. The, the chorus, uh, it's yeah, it doesn't come at you too hard, but um, the lyrics are great. Walk that line, torn apart, gotta spend your whole life trying. It's just, it's very like classic, and the way it's sung is with soul, so it's awesome. The lyric is probably the least important part of the song for me. It's it's not bad by any means. It's, yeah, it's 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 rock and roll lyrics a little bit. Or it's Americana. not. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I'm leaving. I'm going. I'm escaping something. You know, midnight. Harlem, I'm going to the city, I'm going to get lost in the city, you know, I'm, I'm guessing you're coming from the country. But yeah, I mean, like you said, the chorus is, is nice. I think the first verse is cool, but I could care less what the lyric is, really. I, the lines are sound good when I notice one, when I'm like, oh yeah, you know, walk that line. Ironic yeah. that you say yeah. that with the songwriter being a Harvard graduate. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> the lyrics, eh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was I was assuming Matt. It says that Mike Madison, who is kind of, I mean, he's a blues guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was in a band I think called Scrapomatic or Scatomatic. It's not Scatomatic. I think it's Scrapomatic. But he was also the singer for Derek yeah. Truck's band, mm-hmm. you know, before this. And then he, I, I think he's sing, he's singing backup on this song. But I'm assuming he wrote. Yeah, well, the he, there's a version where he, you know you can where he's singing, and it's oh, yeah, and yeah. even the music as well it sat like they they put it out on an album but yeah. it sounds next to the tedeschi trucks version it, it sounds like okay this was the demo the mike madison version <laughs> yeah. and this was what the professionals did now not oh, obviously wow. so saying, I, absolutely it I was on that. a Derek trucks band album it is just a it is solo yeah mike madison. yeah so it's it's just him yeah. solo Okay, so let me ask you this question because I, I do like this is this song is just right up my alley. I mean, this is just something I grew up with. Like this whole, you know, in the early '90s, it was kind of this blues, 
like Robert Cray and James Earl Keane and, you know, Blue on Black and shit like that. It was all these, like, blues songs that were kind of in adult contemporary at that point. And this kind of falls in there, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, why does it have to be adult? Like, do you have to reinvent the blues for it not to be kind of adult contemporary at this point? And I'm like, okay, let's say you throw... It would be interesting to hear this song with a more flowery singer. <coughs> like, if you could take a Janis Joplin mm. or a, an Aretha or somebody <coughs> that could really be ma- match his next level guitar playing with mm-hmm. a next level vocal. Because I think that's what keeps it in the realm of adult contemporary. Like, and yeah, I'm not shitting on sure. her at all. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you if you took this song, which has a great vibe, and it's a really good song, and had a singer on there that like commanded your attention, like he does with the guitar, if it takes this song to like holy shit, this is like one of the better rock songs to come out in the last, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, years. That is a good point. I, I think she, I think she has a voice that, uh, I mean, at least it pulls me in. But I do get what you're saying, like. Like if a Janice should have a Miley Cyrus, I mean that that girl's got a she does have a voice. When it, you can say oh, what yeah, you want no. about her, I'm all, I'm all personally, about it. I'm all but about it. Neil Neil's a huge Miley. Got, I mean, you hear her sing some rock songs, dude. She belts. Oh no, I yeah, I've I've uh, went down the YouTube rabbit hole many times watching yeah. her cover. I, yeah, I feel like she'd ne- be a Neil's fun Neil's dug his hand into that asshole a few times. <laughs> Easy. That's a married man. That I mean, that rabbit hole. Sorry, huh. um, I'm not with y'all on Miley. I I, I kind of think, yes, she has a good voice, just like Susan does. I just don't think they're like exceptional voice. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think mm-hmm. they're like you know but Amy yeah. Winehouse, Adele, fucking yeah. Janis Joplin, yeah, yeah. Aretha type voice. I mean, do you know who um, you're naming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The greatest singers of all time. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, to that point, you could say that about a bunch of songs. You know, if Janice will sing yeah. this, it would be pretty sick. <laughs> if Aretha Franklin sang this song, I mean... <laughs> Aretha sang it, it would be... You know, the Queen uh, of Soul. It would be better. It would be better. Um, you know, hot take. <laughs> yeah. uh, the streets are windy And the subway's closing down Well, let's just, since we're talking about people who could have played on this, let's, let's, let me mention who actually is playing on this. You have Derek Trucks on slide guitar, Susan Tedeschi on lead vocals and rhythm guitar, Oteil Burbridge on bass guitar, Kofi Burbridge on keyboards and flute. Love the keyboards in this song. They're very good. Tyler Greenwell on drums and percussion, J.J. Johnson on drums and percussion, because, of course, this band has two drummers. Yeah. Uh, Mike Madison and Mark Rivers uh, singing backups, Kebby Williams on sax, Maurice Mobetta Brown on trumpet, and Saunders Sermons on trombone. Saunders <laughs> Sermons. That's a name. What a fucking name. That's a name. And a, and a trombone player to boot. Mm-hmm. Now let me name the musicians that were not. Yeah, but could have made it better. <laughs> <This record>. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's so funny. I remember when I was in the jam scene, like in college years, like O'Teal Burbridge was just someone that, er- oh, oh yeah. dude, that's O'Teal on bass. Oh, yeah. O'Teal yeah. Burbridge oh, on yeah. bass. <laughs> Neil, you know that conversation. Oh, for sure. You know they got O'Teal playing? Fuck yeah, they do. Shout out Dead and Company, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the jam oh, yeah, bands, you had right. to have O'Teal. You weren't legit. <laughs> 
without it. He had to make a – they're like, we're going to bring out a, a guest bass player with our other bass player. Like two bass, yeah, two and bass he players. was playing with the Almonds uh, when I first started seeing them in like the That's 90s. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But the, the production on this is – is excellent it says trucks and jim scott which jim scott i looked up he worked on wild wildflowers petty which is an amazing album uh he won three grammys with the dixie chicks foo fighters santana stones bridges to babylon Ma- a matchbox 20 album he's got 17 grammy nods and six wins one for this album as well he knows what he's doing he really yeah yeah he knows what he's doing and you can tell i mean you can really hear the things you need to hear cleanly and then everything else is just like this weaved mm-hmm. groove um fun fact billy did you know i opened for the trucks band in north carolina no yeah it was pretty awesome my guitar player and the other guitar player in our band he was a local in boone north carolina and his mom homeschooled Derek trucks when he was on the road so when he was like 13 he knew Derek. so we opened for him and it was great because uh before the show he came up to my buddy coach tony's apartment he walked in just to say hi. So we hung out with him before the show and all of our friends were sitting around. He, he started playing guitar and, uh, <laughs> coach Tony offered him his guitar and, uh, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, let me play that gold top over in the corner of my guitar. So I gave him my guitar and he kind of tuned it up to open E real quick and started playing some riffs and kind of just letting us into his like theory on music. Super cool. That is so boofing cool, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> that is such a cool memory, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, must have been 23, 22, maybe. That's all time. Yeah, super cool. A little club in North Carolina called Rafters. It was fun. Heck yeah. Shout out Rafters in North Carolina. <laughs> now, the other thing this... Uh, to get back to the song real quick, the thing that they that's really kind of a mic drop on this song is that again, it's a really good song, but they're like, We're gonna spend the last two minutes just jamming out. It's just gonna be a jam. There's gonna be no singing, there's gonna be no like refrains. We're just gonna let him wail and play. and even if you watch the live ones, like I mean, he just does his thing well, yeah. and then it it's just, just kinda such a dies. Good mm-hmm. And it's just like all right, you know, I don't, I don't, it, it's almost like they don't really know how to end it. They're just like, let's <laughs> just they groove until. Yeah, <laughs> just bring it down. Yeah. <laughs> and then say, hey, you know, that's, that's a good groove we came up with. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, most people do. <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean, like me, I'm, I'm, I'm showing up for the truck slick, so. Yeah. I knew it was coming. Yeah, exactly. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the <laughs> couple minutes of pure jam. They really work up to it too. The beginning is pretty subdued. It's almost more key, like keys come in pretty heavy with the riff, and then in between the the verse or in between the chorus and the verse, they they like go through the progression once, mm-hmm. and it, you know he's he's not as subdued, but he's not ripping. And then you're just like, all right, where is it? Where is it? And they do not disappoint in that regard. Mm-mm. No, it's set up perfectly for his plan. For you guys, that's the best part of the song. Well, yeah, the jam has guitar playing, and my favorite lick is um, at 3.30. It's kind of like right after, right in between the two chorus breaks, there's this nasty little fucking... He's got a really fucking rough tone going on there. It's cool. It's one of the times in the song that he's not super polished. It's It sounds like there's some real distortion on that. I think I know what you're talking about, but in case we don't, we're going to put it in, right? <laughs> Thank you. 
I, I I have to agree. I mean, I when the song starts, I'm a sucker for some good keys. So when those keys come in, I I, I love that part. But then again, like how are you gonna how are you gonna have a favorite part of a Derek Truck song without it being a Derek Truck solo? I mean, it's tough. So that solo at the end that just builds up, and then and then like you said, just like all of a sudden, just like kind of comes to a close with everybody else. It's perfection for me. I'm going to go with the opening groove. I just, I like it when it sets the tone. I like the keys coming in, him subdued, and just, that's, because like, yeah, I mean, when I'm listening to the solo, I'm like, damn, that was good. But when the song is over, I'm not, like, remembering a solo part. I'm remembering the, like, mm-hmm. like, I'm just kind of in the groove still, which is the beginning for me. It's basically the beginning and the end of the song are the, are the best parts, which, again, no offense to Susan. Yeah, no. Or the or the or Mike Madison, you know, it's a fine lyric. It's a good vocal. It's all about the groove and 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 Trucky doing his thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's my nickname for yeah. him, Trucky. Anything else, guys? Before we move into the fun fun stuff. The fun stuff. Now let's take it to the fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's get. <laughs> all right, Billy, you get to do your favorite thing of these podcasts. Bring us into vibe time in three, two, one. Bow chicka wow wow. <laughs> Just hitting the classics, man. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right, well, Billy, it's your song. So when specifically do you want to hear Midnight in Harlem by the Tedeschi Trucks Band? Any point in the day. I do think, and, the, you know, I'm not going to get super specific, but I think it's a great song to wake up to and to get your day started. Mm-hmm. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, your favorite part of the song is that beginning groove. I think that's just like, oh, it's just kind of like a, relaxing groove to kind of get your day started with a cup of joe but then again you know and then with the build of of Derek's solo to kind of get you going once that caffeine hits you but i also think with it could be at the end of the night where you're just decompressing you hear that you hear a little bit of you hear a little bit of that solo that just like yeah that was a good day and then it brings you back down and like you said it's not it's not something that blows you out of the water where you're like amped up to do something so i think it's a a perfect thing to do and if you're if you're having a bad day in the middle of the day turn this thing on and then boom (laughs) day's that much better so i think it's it's a song you look you can listen to at any time personally nice I would be amped up to have another sig. That would be the problem at night. <laughs> uh, but but you're so right about the morning because like you know what are those alarm clocks? I don't know if you can do it on your phone that they start mm-hmm. off something like real low mm-hmm. and then it gets louder and louder. Like you could just do this song, mm-hmm. and, you know, just, dun, yeah. dun, and like roll over and be like, uh, and if you're not up in four minutes, that solo is going to get you, you up. Know, that, yeah. that first riff, you're going to be like, ah, oh, life's not so bad. <laughs> Good. right yeah um, like oh today I mean, is gonna be a good day yeah morning is good ironically midnight in harlem in the morning yeah um, <laughs> but i was gonna say uh it's perfect for me like dusk camping as you're starting the fire mm-hmm. perfect they're dramatic skies the nice groove that's what i'm looking for i you know what i, I just kind of changed so i'll tie it in but you said midnight in harlem you know what this is great it a walking around song at night mm-hmm. clear night moon stars maybe in a city but originally i was like this is just such festival rock like i when i want to specifically hear this is bonnaroo hangout fest jazz fest specifically a southern festival where like i know i'm in the south i can feel the heat and humidity and even though it's midnight in harlem but 
you know, I'm in a grassy field somewhere just having a beer and swaying side to side, mm-hmm. white man dancing. Yeah, it, you know? I like it. I mean, I kind of yeah. like I kind of like the camping aspect of it. I think it would be fun to eat some of uh, some of God's given plants, a.k.a. Yeah. fun guy. And they're and starting true, to ramp up style. a little bit. Yeah, man. And just yeah. enjoying the uh, like if you've if you've seen a sunset in Joshua Tree. I mean, you yeah, really yeah. don't need any fun guy to amp that up, but I'll tell you what. Yeah, w- listen to this during a sunset in Joshua Tree with the with all the different shades of blue and purple in the sky out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Painting a nice picture, Billy. There it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Speaking of fun guy, why don't we slide under the influence for a little bit? Talk about the influence of the song. I will get us started here. I mean, I, I mentioned Delaney and Bramlett earlier. Obviously, the Allman Brothers have a lot of influence. And, Neil, I was thinking, like, this is a Soul Shine-type song, mm-hmm. just kind of an mm-hmm. epic festival jam. Contemporary, I, you know, there's not much. I mean, it's it's a it's a blues song. So, But contemporary, if you haven't heard of Grace Potter and the Nocturnals, mm. very good mm-hmm. comp to this. I mean, without mm-hmm. the stellar, crazy guitar playing, but similar style of music. Billy, what about you? What you got? Allman Brothers. moving on yeah Uh, yeah no i I think allman brothers i think i think of uh bb king with Derek's guitar and you know i I think susan has a lot of bonnie raid in her oh yeah oh yeah yeah, that's a a great comp yeah Yeah, so i I think i I think those are my influences that i kind of hear well, guitar too. Bonnie plays slide, so I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there yeah, you go. Caps, this yeah. is actually absolutely Bonnie. Rates Susan out. is a very good guitar player in her mm-hmm. own right. Oh yeah, she can she can rip. I watched some of her solo stuff. Neil, what about you? What you got? Um, Billy, did you say you wanted to kill Melissa? Out of those three, yeah. Well, this song has a lot of Melissa. That's yeah. for sure. Just uh, yeah. the way the chords uh, move. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I yeah, yeah, and I'll second your Almond Brothers. Um, <laughs> that was a third. I said them as well. Damn it. <laughs> well, you didn't say it like that. And of course, Dwayne, uh, you know, Dwayne's in all of Derek's playing, but, um, it also sounds like it could be on a late seventies, Greg Allman solo album, but it would be, there would be a lot more despair in it. Yeah. But I also, I think, uh, it sounds kind of like Taj Mahal, the black crows, mm. stuff like that. You know, just kind of yeah. that, that groove, that bluesy groove. Mm-hmm. Man, Black Crows are a good one to pull out of there. Speaking about a bluesy groove, uh, that, that, that'll take us right under the covers because that's usually where bluesy grooves end up, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Neil, did you hear a cover that you uh, liked or didn't like? Yeah, I, I, I found a couple on YouTube. Um, I didn't think there would be too many. I didn't even look at Spotify, actually. And I saw this girl Jess Hayes doing it with Frankie mm-hmm. Connolly which was just mm-hmm. really good because her voice is great. She does play it up a little more, gets a little more raspy in some spot. And the Frankie Connolly guy, uh, it was cool to hear his interpretation of a non-slide guitar player just ripping over this song, but done very yeah. well, very tastefully. You know, it's kind of cool. Like, Derek, you handle the side. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it like this. <laughs> and then beyond that, I, I, I watched Kofi Burbridge do her own version. It was cool. I watched... Uh, a bunch of kids from a school of rock group covering it, which nice. was interesting. But I was surprised how many covers I found. 
Yeah, I, I was too. And Spotify had a few. I mean, the best one I pro- heard was probably Luca Dunstan, Jeff Wright, and Harry Simpson. They really jam it out, and whoever's singing has a really good voice. It, almost like <laughs> I may I may have preferred it over Susan's. I'm not gonna lie, mm. but that was a cover worth listening to. And the only other one I guess I'd, I'd mention is the Wildmans do yeah. like a bluegrass that's slower. That's but you know, it's it's nice. It's not mm-hmm. it's not bad. Yeah, I I liked the Wildmans best because I felt like the other ones were just kind of exactly like the yeah. Tedeschi Trucks version. And I personally think it's hard to top Susan's voice on this. But I did like the way that the Wildmans slowed it down. They're just like a three-piece string band. Um, and the, the yeah. lead singer, Ayla or Isla Wildman, does a hell of a job singing on it. So I thought that was a pretty good cover. Yeah, I was surprised because bluegrass are hit and miss, as we, mm-hmm. as we as we know throughout yeah, doing yeah. this podcast. Like, but this was this was a good one, and and there's a lot of good live versions that you can watch and listen to mm-hmm. as well of of them doing it, which is pretty, which is crazy because they do sound so similar to the recording, and so yeah. it makes you think that they just went in the studio and they were like, all right, we got this, let's just do it live. I, I love we'll do it fucking live. Yeah. Boof it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Boof it. I, I, love, I love when someone can... I feel like Lana Del Rey does a pretty good job of sounding like her um, studio versions. I don't know how she could sound any other way, though. <laughs> Honestly. She's great. We get a lot of, a lot of Lana in, this, in, in my household. And I, don't, I don't hate it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Nice. All right, well, let's talk about shoes. Billy, it's your song. How does the shoe fit for Midnight in Harlem by Man. Tedeschi Trucks Band? Man, this is a nice, slick-ass loafer that can just, like, slide across the dance floor, smooth <laughs> as all get out. It's a it's a loafer that you probably don't wear with socks, you know? Absolutely Which I, I, I mm. will say, mm. too many no white guys... Loafer wearing loafers without socks the white ankle does not look good with a loafer stop acting like it does you got to have a dark skin complexion to get away with it okay so i just want to put that out there for all the guys with uh, skin tones like me (laughs) so (laughs) knock it off so you can't wear so the shoe doesn't fit don't fit me no but it fits somebody yeah somebody's yeah, yeah. smooth as all that just i can't dance smooth i can dance is it not a suede smoothly. loafer because then that ups the smooth no it's not even a suede loafer. it's not a suede loafer no those are those are tacky this is a leather loafer with a nice sole on the bottom of it nice hard sole on the bottom are we of tasseling? it are you tasseling are you tasseling this loafer no, come on, right. grow up. This ain't sixth grade at your first dance, your first loafer. I'm talking, this is an adult loafer. Oh, it's definitely an adult loafer. It's adult, adult contemporary, contemporary loafer. Yeah. <laughs> I would say this fits like, uh, I'm going to take it a little opposite. It fits like that pair of sandals that like wrap up your ankle, you know? <laughs> I, I, they may be Tevas, but like... They look ridiculous, but they're very practical for a whole day of like walking the festival grounds. And you know what? You, when you're wearing them, you don't really care what other people think because you're just riding the groove, baby. It's, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, Neil, what about the, you? The sh- shoes fit. I'm going back to the campground. Got my sandals on. I'm jamming this song with some friends. Sandals are a little soggy from a fresh dip in the lake. 
Ah, and you're like in and out of sandals while you're playing. Like one yeah, foot yeah, could yeah. be out, one could fit, foot yeah, could be yeah. in. It, it's fun. You're a fun guy. You're a fun guy, Neil, with sandals. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap it up. Billy, thanks for doing this again. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Billy. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Always a blast to uh, hang out with you on the podcast and also in real life. I like doing that a lot as well. Yes, let's do that <laughs> soon. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah. I'm excited and intimidated to uh, cover this tune. So it I am. Fun. I am pumped to hear yeah, your guys' version. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Retirement. Come on now. No pressure. <laughs> this is this is your now, take on it. I'm 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 excited to see what you guys come up with. Um, Neil's about to make it three pods straight doing the cover. I like it. So uh, on, on that note, our cover of Tedeschi Trucks, Midnight in Harlem.
The cover you just heard was performed by Neil Marsh and Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at PodGaveRock. Next week is Neil's week, so Neil, what will we be discussing? Let's finally talk about Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie. Can't wait! <laughs>